When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome, everyone, listening and watching to There Will Be Dungeons for the weekend of sub, uh, Sunday, January 31st, 2021, with Scott Johnson and John Jagger, Kristen Ashton, and over there we got uh, Kyle Ferguson, our DM. Uh, Bo Schwartz may uh, still be joining us at some point. Not tonight, but, you know, in the, in the future. We don't like to leave him off the credits. So, Bo, wherever you're at, big thumbs up right here. I don't know what that means. All right, moving on. Hey, uh, the reminder, one of the things that a lot of people like around in and around the show is drinking tea. Uh, not just tea, but the amazing teas over there at There Will Be Dungeons Teas over at phoenixpearltea.com. And if you go to phoenixpearltea.com, you will find a slash TWBD, and all of our flavors are there. We got new flavors coming, a couple of holdovers. But, uh, for example, we got, uh, let's see, we're keeping, oh, we're keeping Hope's Signature Blend, Hope's Vengeance. It's a spicy blueberry herbal tea. Uh, have you had this, Kristen? Have you tried it before? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, pardon language, but it'll kick your ass. It's great. <laughs> Oh man, such rough language for the show. I can't. I can't believe you said ass. I'm shocked by this. Just kidding. Uh, no, it's a good tea. And if you want that tea and other great teas, check them out. PhoenixPearlTea.com/slash/twbd. And now we pass it back to Kyle, who will catch us up on what happened last time on There Will Be Dungeons. Last time on There Will Be Dungeons, our delvers delved into the forests outside of Atmer. They were here to discover a Grick a Grick-sided scout quest, which had them investigating if such a beast was in those woods. Camera flies over the trail past a centaur who's riding on in the early morning sun through the woods, through the trees, through a bush, splashing it aside as it goes over a river, past two hippogriffs looking ornery up on some rocks. Continues onward, and back into some ruins. We're heads down, down into a sinkhole of limestone. And in the back right corner of these old ruins, with old gray stones all rounded, stacked atop each other to make these short, dilapidated walls, we find Co Grinkeeper and Splendor Belt forced into a corner as three Gricks have been summoned after they smash the face thoroughly of the first one that appeared, unfurling from the walls. Now, before we left, we had Splendor Belt cast Grovel 
which forced one of the distant Gricks, these great snake-like beasts, some 600 pounds of muscle and flesh with these great tentacles coming out from their sides, four of them ending in small hooks and a great parrot-like beak in the center, drooling and full of anger, growling, clicking, hissing. They're closing in. We've got one up on the cliff behind you. We got one who just scaled the wall in front of you. And because you guys have now retreated back behind the walls, the one that was forced to spend its turn groveling can no longer be seen. From your point of view, of course. So we are still in turn order right now. But we're going to take things a little slow for a second. The Grick up top, at the top of this sinkhole, some 75 feet up, goes missing, slithers off, out of view. A purple sash is winding its way up the wall behind Ko, using his rope of climbing, giving to him by one sultan to try to make an exit in your current situation. You are surrounding a 5x5 altar of stone, heavily worn. But atop this altar was a six-inch round hole that penetrated deep down through the altar, descending into blackness. And there was this great, oh, emanating from it, this sound, this droning sound. Grinkeeper had grabbed a 51-pound tablet, not, a, not an iPad, a, a giant stone, and had walked it over to cover up the sound, to drown out whatever that drone is, realizing only after she had picked it up that there was some sort of translation on it, some sort of elvish that only she and the party could read. So she set to work doing a translation after giving it a flip over with the help of Ko. As Grinkeeper pours over this tablet, attempting to translate these great big symbols embedded in the wall behind her, now in front of her, she has her back to the incoming Gricks. Ko has attempted to make a jump to escalate, to move up the rope faster as it makes its animated climb. And as these things happen, Splendor Belt backs up and back hits the wall as the Grick that climbed over into the ruins stands some... Let's actually get the measurement here. Stands 25 feet out from you. And it pauses as its head... Twisted, twists and lowers to the ground. Soaking in, sensing the dead Grick that Grinkeeper had destroyed with one fell slam of her warhammer, straight in the face, breaking the beak, penetrating the brain. It bends down, sees its unmoving companion, which let loose that hiss in the first place that summoned these Gricks forth. And it hisses down there and turns up to y'all and hisses at you. Now with this moment of respite, as this creature corners you, slowly is starting to move towards you, hissing and threatening. Splenderbelt, with your passive perception, you notice that it's injured. This creature has a number of barbs, needles, along its stomach, along its chest of this great snake body. And along its back, it seems to have suffered some sort of slashes and cuts. And it waits there. 
writhing back and forth, hissing lightly. And we enter Ko's turn in the turn order. All right, so the others have disappeared from sight. Right now we're only facing the one. Uh, I think... I think Ko would go to try to buy whatever time he could. So I'm going to run up to the Grick and attack it. All right. Uh, so first with a short sword slash for a dirty 20 to hit. That's a hit. That's going to be nine slashing damage with the short sword. And as a bonus action, take a dagger swipe with a seven to hit. That's a mess. Okay. So you bring your short sword across it, hitting its chest, and it kind of just like you're just scraping it on metal. There's even a little bit of sparks that fly off. Its skin is so resilient. You did it. Do hit it. There is damage. But man, is this creature hardy and its scales are tough as stone. We move on to Grinkeeper. Unless you've got anything else in your pocket, Co. No, that's it. All right. Uh, Grinkeeper is going to get ready to tie the tablet to the rope. Uh, it's going to be... Hold on. So, so she sees that there were Gricks coming in. They heard more coming last time. So she's going to stop with the tablet and she's going to get out her maul and run up to the Grick they can see and take a hit two-handed. Cool. So as I believe was going to happen last time, you were going to descend the tablet on top of the rope of climbing, which then Ko was going to command to nod around it. Yes. So we'll get to that on his turn. But for now, you have laid the tablet on the end of the rope as it continues to climb 10 feet a turn. Yes. Excellent. Go for your attack. A 10. You also Sorry, had a I rolled spell cast, the... right? Sorry, I rolled damage first. One moment. Okay. Okay, there we go. A 13. 13 is a miss. Cool. Anything else you'd like to do? Nope, that's it. All right, Splendor Belt, you are up. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> because I've noticed there's uh, this creature's been attacked and is injured, and clearly, I would I would probably figure out that that wasn't because of us, right? Like something else has hurt it. Would I? Know you haven't seen anyone wielding needles of any kind, right? And I know that we're not, so now I'm nervous about what else is around here. However, huh. and this wall behind me is—is is how tall is the is this border? Seventy-five feet. Okay, so way up there. 
Um, okay. Well, in that case, let's do the simple thing, which is uh, Sacred Flame, this guy. All right. I roll my dex, and I got a 19. Okay. That is a save. So it's a whiff for me. Um, I'm trying to see if I should move it all. I really like where... Uh, these lines on the map, do they provide any cover? Um, here, I'll get the thing out. These, are, these things here? They're more like uh, small benches or stone pews, if you will. Okay. So could one... So you could lay down one behind one. Like, can I crouch, do you think? And it would better provide any sort of cover? Uh, crouching, uh, your size would leave the majority of your body still up. You would have some defense against range attacks, if any were to be made from that direction. So yeah, you know, uh, XCOM style, you get a little get a little AC action in there. Okay. A percentage increase to defense. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm going to move um, my dude. Right there, just behind this one. Cool. Okay, that is my my glorious turn. All right. <laughs> I make my attack. The first one to engage me was Ko, so I will attack Ko. And I attack Ko with a 21. Oh, that'll do it. All right. My tentacles hit. Ushering you towards the beak, which also goes for an attack, which is going to miss with an 11. So you take the tentacle damage of nine as those barbs on the end of them scratch against you. And it's your turn. The rope continues to ascend. We are now at, this would be 40 feet up the cliffside. All right. Well, Ko is still very much... Gonna just be swinging, trying to take this thing down any way you can. So let's try another assault here. Eh, that's not gonna be good. That's an eight to hit. Miss. And a offhand strike. <laughs> Ten to hit. It's all bad. It's all bad. And this is a big creature for you. I mean, you're just raking against it. You're just not getting any damage in. Uh, do you want to command the rope to tie up the tablet or just continue its climb? Uh, I don't. I couldn't see if that constitutes any sort of action or not. Uh, if I'm able to, yes, I will command it to do so. But uh, you can command it to tie knots. If you tell the rope to knot, it can nod. Okay. It so was yeah, a as- bonus action. You can command it to either end its movement or begin its movement speak the action. It's already going with the command action. You can also tell the rope to fasten itself to an object. Hmm. I think it would take that bonus action then. Yeah, already spent it, so not this turn. Okay. Well, the rope continues to snake its way up through the rocks and up along the sinkhole side. Grinkeeper. All right. Grinkeeper's going to give a little huff, blow air out of her cheeks and puff them up, and then take another hit 
with her Warhammer. Okay. With another 13. That's a miss. Any That's movement? It. Any movement for you? Staying where you are? No, that's it. All right. Splendor Bell. Okay. I'm going to attempt another uh, another Sacred Flame. Okay. Um. So you do your dex save. I got a 21. Man, that saves. It is a, a climbing, slippery beast. So the deck saves are going to be rather difficult against something like this. Just as making something with big muscles make a strength check would be bad. Yeah. So we're kind of looking for that special stat that a underground snake-beaked tentacle beast mm-hmm. would be bad against. Yeah. The problem is... All right, well... <clears throat> That's my action. I will say, Paylor, you have forsaken me! And then end my turn. All right. The Grick attacks again. This time with an 11 on the initial attack versus Co. Nope, that's a miss. A miss on its attack. However, due to no active perception rolls and no passive perception's high enough, no one has noticed the Grick that was forced to grovel has climbed over the wall behind Splendor Belt and makes its attack. With a natty one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, take that! That's a miss! Some really good sneaking and some bar party quality attacking right there. Tentacles itself. All right. Uh, Splendor Belt, what's on your back? Do you have a backpack? I do. What would you keep in your backpack? Looks like you got blankets, a block of incense, yep. candles. Yep. Uh, there's a shield. Okay. There's a shield back there <laughs> that's sort of ready in case he meets a Mrs. Splendor Belt. Yeah. Actually, now that I think right. about it, I don't know where I hang the shield, but it's somewhere either on top or behind the backpack. But yeah, there's a shield right. back there too. You've got two shields. Uh, that's canon. You have two shields on your person. <laughs> <laughs> Do I really? Right. Wait what? a minute. Wait. Looks like you have. Uh, you've got 18 items here, so I'm going to roll a d20. Okay. Oh, and there's a crossbow back there too. What the heck is a vestment? Religious clothing. Okay. Uh, Butt, you hear a great ripping behind you. All right. And as you turn, the Grick is mouthing and pulling and ripping out as though feasting on entrails. A great vestment, a religious clothing and a priest pack is being ripped from your backpack. Oh, man. I become enraged and wipe the party. No, that doesn't work here, does it? <laughs> Um, okay, but it doesn't hurt me, though. No, no, deal no direct damage, got a one on its attack, and it is now feasting on clothing. All right. Co, you're up. All right, while we're here, let's just take a slash attack here, see what happens. And the rope advances to 50. Really? That counted as a five again? Uh, okay, it's a ten to hit. Uh... 
cool. The how, thing's telling me now when people roll. That's awesome. When yeah, that I mean, if we could table talk that for a moment, that's really awesome. And we could, in fact, do a thing where I see your rolls and I can just tell you what happened. We'll, we'll talk about that another day. Okay. But, you know, yeah, for, that's for cool, radio's though. sake, that's kind of neat. Yeah, I saw, yeah, t- I saw your super, tent just pop up. That's great. Super handy. Let me tell you, it's really disappointing on this end when you see the fun graphic and it lands directly between a 15 and a 5 and the computer goes, that was a five. <laughs> Not how I would have read it, computer. We have different opinions on which number was sticking up, but yep. uh, that's yep. okay. Um, all right. Jeez, we're in a bad, we're in a bad way here, and we're Don't not doing anything. You got this. You got it, man. We're saving the twenties for later, for when they matter. <laughs> nope, they matter. Co <laughs> uh, is going to use his uh, ability, uh, his cunning action. This is bonus action to disengage okay. from the Grick and is going to move over to the rope and sort of let's see. That's plenty of movement. He's going to grab onto it to let it sort of carry him upwards along with it. Okay, cool. So as it advances at 10 feet a turn, you are going to ride along with that. Yes. Sounds good. And then Ko will just call out, uh, I don't think we can win this. I think we are going to have to run. And that'll be my turn. Grinkeeper. Yeah. Uh, Grimkeeper will start bouncing and look at the Grick and then look at Ko and then Splendorbell who's injured and then back at the Grick and go, ah, one more hit, one more hit. And then she'll go for one more hit. Okay. I mean, I can't falter. I did the exact same thing. 21. Nice. You hit. There it is. Don't forget, your weapon is currently enchanted with divine light. It is. So nine regular damage and one di- divine radiant damage. <laughs> <clears throat> so you hit this thing in the face and it's just like hitting a wall. The hammer rings in your hands. But that bit of light does leave an indent in them, does leave a crack as they have this now radiant glowing hit along the side of their cheek. Well, what counts as a cheek for a beast with tentacles for a face? Splunderbelt. Or Grinkeeper, did you want to disengage? Did you want to move? Uh, let's see. Disengage is an action, so... Uh, yeah, she'll start making her way back to the rope, but she can't disengage. Okay, so you could tactically, for this miniatures game move around the Grick while staying in melee range, but being closer to Ko, so as to not provoke the attack of opportunity. Okay, cool. Cool. So you move about five feet closer to him, but still in that melee range for the Grick, so you do not receive that tactical bit of hittery. Cool, and she'll do that with the purpose of keeping that thing away from the rope as long as possible. Excellent. Splendorbelt, you've got a Grick eating your clothes out of your backpack. Yeah, I'm not happy about it either. Um, (laughs) I would... um, Let me think about this for a minute. 
Oh, he's so close. All right, we're going to go for a uh, uh, a physical attack here and do a mace attack. Uh, let me give you a hit roll. Uh, where is a freaking... Wait, where do you do the regular 20? Oh, there it is. Okay. An 18. Did that, show, a hit. Did that show up for everybody? Yeah. Okay, just not yeah. me. I don't see my own in the upper... I was hoping the upper thing would show up for everybody because I was going to crop that out so the chat could see it, but I can't do it. Anyway. Uh, okay, so an 18's hit. Uh, we're going to do... Oh, that was actually closer to... 22, actually, because I have a plus 4 to hit in DC. Anyway, sorry. Uh, 1d6 plus 2. Here it comes. I'll just roll this. 3. Oh, no, 5. Total damage. I keep forgetting it's doing all the math for me. I'm used to doing it manually. This is great. Yeah, and if you click that hit plus, it will add it to your d20. It'll roll the d20 and add it, so you don't have to do it manually. Right. Yeah, i got to remember this is all automatic now. I'm used to doing all the math. Anyway, five. You smack it in the face with your mace. It's a little confused by this hit. You turn around, and as you do, you have pulled the last of the vestments from your bag as they trail out. And out of the hole, additional falls one of your candles. (laughs) All right. Of which you have... (laughs) Twenty. <laughs> for the record, that was standard pack-in for this cleric. I didn't Wait, change any now of that. Now, what kind of candles are these? Little tea candles? Or are we talking those big hunking five-pounders? They're little, uh, little, uh, you know, religious things. But I don't know how big they are. Um, but it, but bigger the, than tea candles, smaller than Diablo candles. Yeah, they're small okay. enough for me to carry them around. But that was like. When it asked me, he's like, do you want to carry around the standard stuff clerics always have? I'm like, sure, let's see what that is. And it gave me all those candles, so don't ask me. Maybe higher levels, I get candle abuse or something. Candles are spilling from your pockets. Yeah, great. Splunderbell is not happy about that. It's Grick time. The first Grick attacks Grinkeeper with a 19. That'll hit. The second attack is a 18. We don't, do we do glancing anymore? 18 is... That is a hit. So if you get the number exactly, you hit. So you take nine from the initial hit, five, so 14 damage total from this combo attack of the tentacles pulling you in and then the beak giving you a bite. Splendor Belt. Oh, my turn. First thing I'm going to... Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm going to do is roll a intelligence check. All right. Okay. So this thing naturally has an intelligence of minus four. It is overwhelmed and confused by the idea that it is ripping your guts out. It is seeing additional guts fall out of you, but you seem to be unfazed. It's rather intimidated by this sudden twist-around movement you've performed and makes its next attack with disadvantage. Which I got a 7 on. Not Does not hit. 
It attempts to bite you while still mouthing the vestments and instead slaps around some of the candles that are rolling on the floor, becoming distracted by them. <laughs> okay. Co. Your rope advances up to 60 feet. We are now dangling the sash off the ground and we have the otherwise basic rope below it tied yep. into it that you performed earlier. Uh, all right. As I'm being pulled up with my uh, offhand, I'm going to take my dagger um, and I'm going to throw it at the Grick in front of Grinkeeper. Okay. For a ranged attack. That's the 12. It's a mess. A hit, <laughs> but not hard enough to penetrate its thick skin. All right. That's it. Otherwise, uh, you let the I, rope carry you up. Yep. I mean, I guess I could climb the rope, right? I could start ascending. Yeah, because you used your bonus action to do the throw, right? Yep. Okay. You could begin climbing. Okay. Um... Yeah, we'll start climbing the rope. Try to get to the top of it. All right. You begin climbing. So you are currently 10 feet off the ground just by basic climbing going. Let's see. Each feet of movement costs one extra. So uh, since you're using a rope and you have engaged it, you can have advantage on it for the climb. So we'll say with no using your action here, you are able to climb 15 feet over the course okay. of that movement. Sounds good. Awesome. So that would put you at, so you're 10, so you're 25 feet up the rope right now. All right, that's my turn. That's like, what, a quarter of the total height? Yeah, or no, a third. Yeah, he's, he'd be a third up the wall right now. Yeah. Grinkeeper. All right, Grinkeeper will disengage and head for the rope. All right. Grin Screaming keeper. at Co, the tablet, Co! <laughs> Don't forget the tablet! As you run to the rope, the tablet would be laying on the ground. The rope having snaked under it, or, yeah, because you placed it on top of the rope, expecting him to use the action to do such, but the time has passed. She will look sadly at it as she runs by. <laughs> <laughs> Poor tablet. And heads to the rope. All right. Your action to disengage movement. So you're holding on to the rope now and you can take advantage of the auto movement that would be climbing with that climbing rope. Splendor Belt. Seems the Marines are leaving. Co mm. and Grinkeeper both run over to the wall, have grasped the rope as it climbs. There is basic rope descending the last... Uh, be, uh, 10 feet on the ground. There's plenty of rope to get to the top. The creature in front of you is occupied with your various entrails and its opinions. And you have a Grick, which is free to move, sitting behind you now. Am I in uh, danger of a opportunity attack from where I'm sitting? No, not on the one that's currently engaged with you because it's fighting your candles. 
All right, I'm going to take advantage of that, uh, of noticing that he seems so stupid he thinks that he's fighting my, my fake guts, and I'm going to run to the rope as well. And be ready to get out of there if that's what we're doing. Cool. You can use your movement and then you've got an action free, so you could start climbing if you wanted to. Um is there a distance between me and and Grinkeeper or whoever's whoever's in front of me? Grinkeeper is run over and grabbed the side of the rope, sort of like uh, you know, you might grab a ladder off a helicopter in an action movie, just waiting for it to pull her up. So you could kind of push past her. Do it. Grinkeeper would totally nod you up. Grinkeeper would want to be the last out. Okay. All right. My action will be that then. Grab that rope. Get ready to get the H out. Sadfully looking longingly at my lost candles, by the way. Not happy about this at all. Cool. Let's roll a athletics check for that. Okay. So you can begin your climb. Uh, right. Here we go. That'd be a 17. Cool. You begin ascending the rope without issue. Sweet. And this leaves Grinkeeper on the bottom level right now as we enter the Grick's turns. Let's do, uh, Grick, what, dis- distracted by the candles first. He gets a six and <laughs> continues to fight the candles. <laughs> However, the Grick that has done the damage immediately charges right on over to Grinkeeper, who is still on the ground, and goes for a swipe with a 12, which will miss. That'll miss. So my combo attack does not take place, but there is now a Grick barking at you while hissing and clicking at you, and feet mere inches, really, from Grinkeeper. We go to Ko, who's at the top of the rope. It continues to climb. It is at 70 feet, nearly at the top. And this makes Ko at the 35-foot mark. All right. What can I do here? I think the best thing I can do, honestly, is just try to get to the top of this thing. I'm too high up to really aid, so yeah. Ko is going to just climb. Uh, he's going to use full action uh, to climb, um, and then he'll even do the burn the bonus action to take the cunning action to uh, dash as well. Oh, interesting. So that's a dash in addition. So you can move 90 if you wanted to on your turn. Uh, well, actually, I can do more than that because my base is 35. Oh, weird. I guess that's a satyr thing. You get an extra five. Huh. Unique. Well, that would, that, that would put you at the top then. You managed to scramble all the way up. Okay. It takes everything, but I get all the way to the top. And right now, I, the rope has just magically looped itself over the top and is staying staying firm on its magical properties, you can command it in future turns to actually tether to something, if you would choose. Uh, Getting up to the top here with your passive perception of 11, you see, much like the forest you'd entered from, just no archways and no path down, 
you see more forest, more dense forest, bushes in front of you, trees, but also three of those large rounded stones scattered amongst the field in front of you. Okay. Uh, well, I've burnt everything to get here, so I'm going to just stop here. Keep an eye on what's going on below. Be ready to assist. Grinkeeper. Okay, how high up is Splendor Belt? Splendor Belt would be at 15 feet. Cool. Would it be possible then for her to delay her climb until Splendor Belt takes his climb? Yeah. So that she can maximize the distance up? Yeah, so you want to delay your action to climb. So you couldn't get as much climb as you could doing a double move sort of thing. But you will climb when room is available. Exactly, so that she can climb up max rather than going, what, 10 feet and having to wait for another turn? Um, But in the meantime, she'd switch to a javelin and see if she could keep the Grick at a distance, especially going up to kind of stab down at it. Hmm. I see what you mean. You could roll an intimidate, otherwise... You're performing no action other than getting out the javelin for future use. Let's go with an intimidate. Okay, that'll be your action, though. It's a natural 20. Okay. Big natty 20. What do you do to intimidate this snake beast? Does it, ha- it doesn't have any eyes, does it? I mean, it is... It did bend down and view, in a sense, and soak in its dead Grick companion. It has, so it has... Oh, sorry. It has soft bits around its beak, right? Right. Okay, so what she would do then is stick out her javelin and stab a little at the soft bits to let it know that she can reach inside under its hard exterior. <laughs> And get it to feel something. <laughs> okay. So here's how we'll work it. You were holding on. Splendor Belt was holding on. And Co climbed to the top. But that means the rope's still advanced. So Splendor Belt is actually at, instead of the 15, he would be at 25. Grinkeeper has raised up 10 feet. And as you exited that range, you stabbed and intimidated with your uh, javelin towards this thing's fleshy bit face, causing it to not make an opportunity attack, causing it to hiss and be angry, but otherwise stay towards the bottom as you start to ascend. Awesome. Sweet. Well, then we join Splendorbelt, who is 25 feet up the wall. Okay. Um... So climbing here, I maybe just need some clarification because I know some never thought about this before, but is the climbing continued? Is it just viewed as my movement and I can do other actions or is that my action hand over hand climbing? You are climbing a magical rope, which Co has made uh, enhanced for you. Mm-hmm. So it's easy, easy to climb. Okay. So he used both his action and his movement to scale the rest of it. You could do the same if you wanted. Okay. 
trying to decide if I should do a parting shot and then just go my normal distance or if I should just crank it. And I feel like I just want to crank it. So I'm just going to, I want maximum distance. We are 25 now. So you could get to 65, nearly to the top. Okay. Wait, 55. So you'd be at 55, still close to the top. Okay. Yeah, I would do, yeah, it's pretty close. That's 20 feet away. Yeah, let's do that so that my next round I can get the hell up there. Cool. Splinterbelt scrambles up the side. Uh, Splinterbelt, roll a... Roll a dexterity check. Okay. Incoming. Eleven. All right. I got 13, which would be your rations fall from your pack. (laughs) Jeez. Oh, no. F that little bugger. That's the worst. It's the worst mitt or dex. Or no, what he, what happened? He missed and then he, but he tore up in my bag and now my shit's going everywhere. It's like the worst miss <laughs> ever. Uh. <laughs> However, <laughs> uh, rations contain jerky in them. And our good friend, the candle bopping Grick has caught scent of your delicious rations that have fallen and runs over to them and begins feasting. Our ever-vigilant Grick, however, begins to climb, attacking at Grinkeeper's toes. Not, of course, with intimidation in mind, so attacking with an eight. Oh, that's a miss. Shoo. We go back to Ko, who is now at the top. All right, seeing that they are still being pursued, Ko is going to take out his short bow, knock an arrow, and fire down at the Grick that is pursuing. Okay, make an attack, a ranged attack. That is going to be a dirty 20 to hit. Excellent, roll damage. Uh, Okay, so that's four piercing damage. However, I do believe that I have an enemy with which it's engaged with within five feet, so I sneak attack damage would apply in this case. Cool. So that will add an additional five piercing damage for a total of nine piercing damage all told. You hit it right in the fleshy bit between its beak and its tentacles. Black ichor spills out as it makes a sad little deflating noise and hisses as it hits the ground dead, sliding down the five feet it had climbed. Nice. The only thing below you right now is a Grick feasting on jerky. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and with that, um, I think the only thing I would do, I'd move out of the way of the rope, uh, Oh, you know what? I'll use my bonus action to get it to anchor to something. You know, just in case. Let the let the rope form there a bit. Do you let and... it continue to climb on its own, or do you... Oh, you know what? That's a good idea. I should let it just keep climbing. Huh. Yeah, you know what? No, we're going to just keep commanding it to, to move forward so it'll keep pulling everybody up. Cool, so that um, would put 
Grinkeeper at 20 feet, and Splendorbelt is at 65. So we'll do that. I'll move slightly to the side to kind of clear an area up at the top. And that will be my turn. All right. Grinkeeper. Uh, Grinkeeper will lodge her javelin, look up, give a nod to Splendor Belt and Co., and start climbing. Awesome. You climb efficiently on the magical rope. 20, so you are now at 50 feet. If you spend both your movement and your action. Yes. Excellent. Splendor Belt, you are 10 feet from the top. Okay. Roll a deck save if you climb. Uh, yeah, I am going to climb. And let's do a deck save. Oh, I have the worst decks. Five. Your tinderbox slides from your bag and falls down, spilling dry cloth, lightly soaked in oil, and flint, fire steel, and tinder. Mm. Great. Hope we don't need any of that this trip. <laughs> um, but you've reached the top. Okay. If with only 10 feet of movement, you could have done that with your move. So you have an action available, should you choose. Oh, yeah, I would, actually. Uh, so my, let's see, 75 feet up. And the one that's chasing us is not on the rope or is on the rope? The one that is left in vision is feasting on your jerky at the bottom of the sinkhole. Okay. That's uh, more than 60 feet, though. Yeah, he'd be 75 feet down. Well, um... Mm. Yeah, I, there's nothing I can really do. So I'll I'll just call that my turn. Okay. With a free action, you could move again, maybe prepare an action for something if something were to happen. Um, uh, Praise Paylor. <laughs> well, if you'll let me use movement, I would I'd move more. Sure. Where do you want to go? Um, where's Ko again? Below me? Ko is just I'm standing right off to the to side. Just yeah, to he's the side. right next to you. You okay. have a number of small boulders, some bushes, and one tree out in front of you in the immediate area. Um, I just feel like I want to spread things out a little bit, so I'm just going to go like there. Cool. Step to the side. Yeah. Just make room for Greenkeeper when we see her. Be ready All for right. whatever. Yeah. Let's see how our Grit companion's doing with his jerky. <laughs> it's good jerky. It's good jerky. <laughs> he is satisfied and continues to feast. However, Something happens. Go. Your turn. (laughs) That's what everybody likes to hear right before their turn. Something happens. Uh, All right. Uh, This uh, greenery near me, is that a a tree or bushes? 
So the dark green here on the map would be bushes scattered about. The sort of orangish brown would be a tree trunk going upward. So only I'm occupying the five feet, though, of course, there's a larger tree above it. And then you've got those three rounded boulders out in front of you. All right, Co. knowing that there was one up here that he does not see now, is going to move into the bushes, use his cunning action to hide. And that's a stealth check of 15. Okay. And uh, otherwise, just continue to let the rope kind of make its way up. And that'll be the turn. Grinkeeper. Grinkeeper's gonna finish her climb up, and when she hits the top, it's like one hand over, another hand over. She launches herself up. She goes, yeah, oh my god, that was crazy! Everyone's, we made it? Excellent. Is there anything you like to do with your action or continue to run somewhere? Where's Co? Um, she'd get to the top and she'd she'd start bouncing, shaking that adrenaline off. That was the closest she's been to death in her life. Whoa. That's fair. I mean, you, you did go down in the, right? You were knocked unconscious, at least for a time, in the, the crypnasium. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I mean, this was full on. You would have felt it. Okay. A sense of dread. The other one was a bit yeah. more of a surprise. All right. Grinkeeper uses her action to bounce excitedly. Splendor Belt, you are up. I will now, uh, while things are somewhat calm and we are out of the uh, direct range of, of bad business, attempt to mend my bag, at least to the point that it will stop spilling its guts everywhere I go. All right. Let's do a... What would be crafty? I guess sleight of hand could be used to rig something. Sure. But it's mostly trickery. Uh, survival would make sense for a, a quick men job. Sure. It's not medicine because they ain't a person. No. One could perhaps insight. Yeah, so what maybe. sort of uh, what of those options would be most splendor belty? Um, probably insight. Oh, I also have a good, not just because I have a good modifier, but it turns out I do. It's better than survival. But I would say insight, because insight's a, mm -hmm. it's everything to a cleric. Your whole existence and is insightful. In fifth edition here, it's for intention of creatures, mostly to spot lies. So let's go with that survival. All right. Here comes incoming. Ooh. That'd be a 21, a very dirty one. All right, with a little bit of clever folding and maybe a pin, you manage to close up the hole made by the Grick. And I've been removing your items from your bag. You are down four <laughs> rations, two candles, your vestments, and your tinderbox. Great. Okay. How many candles? Two? Two candles. That's all. All right. Yeah, of your 20. It's not, not a bad deal. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. Okay. I mean, you can't eat candles, but, you know, I'll make do. Once again, we find ourselves 
with passive perceptions too low. The Grick comes charging out of a nearby bush, right at Splendor Belt, and engages him while he works on his pack. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I got a 12 verse AC. Uh, that would miss. So it misses its attack, just swiping out of air. However, there is now an angry Grick in your face. Uh, up close, you can see that this one, too, is injured with large cuts along its abdomen. We go to Ko, hiding in a bush. Uh-huh. Uh, let's, uh, let's, take a, let's take a bow and arrow shot from the bush at it. Does the fact that I'm hidden give advantage? I know it will give me sneak attack, but does it give me advantage, or is it just still a straight roll? You would be attacking... What's my passive perception? Yes. So I don't know you're there, so therefore you have advantage. Okay, sweet. Uh, highest was a 16 to hit. Hit. Alright, that's nine piercing from the initial strike, and then an additional six from the sneak attack damage. That's a really good hit. Yeah, that, that rolled well. This is a crossbow? Uh, short bow. Short bow, okay, cool. Actually, so that was the best amount of damage I could do. Now that I think about it, that was a, that was a six and a six rolled. It was a good hit. It wasn't looking at you. It was paying attention to Splendor Belly, even though it missed. And an arrow comes flying out of a nearby bush, sinking directly into the Grick's side, thereby Splendor Belt. Grinkeeper, you're up. Grinkeeper's she's going to stop jumping. Her jaw is going to drop in shock, and she's going to grab Splendor Belt's shoulder and get him up on his feet and yell out, and she's going to take off in the direction that leads away from the boulders into the woods. Okay. So it looks like on the map we're looking at, that would be west. You just want to leave the immediate area of the... Boulders. Okay. Cool. So you grab him. So for statistics-wise and, and tactics-wise, you grab him from behind and pull him upwards to standing, which doesn't cause an opportunity for you or him. So you're all good, and then you take off into the woods. Yes, assuming everyone's going to follow the command. <laughs> okay. So you go running past the co-bush, which you don't know he's in there. <laughs> nope. And out into the woods. Splendor Belt, roll a survival check. For you see, Grinkeeper has grabbed you while you were mending your bag. Mm. Survival check, you say again? Yes. 11. Woof. Okay. It manages to hold. Your pin okay. holds. And your bag <laughs> does not re-rip due to this surprise movement. <sighs> Splendor Belt, you've got a grick in your face. You are now standing. Yeah. Your bag is mended, but on the ground in front of you. Well, he's right there. Yep, right in your face. Having just taken an arrow from a nearby sneaky bush. Alright, I'm gonna... I'm going to mace him or hit him with a mace. It's different okay. than macing someone. <laughs> um, let's see. Right in his face. That'll be a 15 to hit. That's a hit. Uh, sweet. Then you will be looking at four total bludgeoning damage. Cool. You bop him. You bop him decently. 
Sweet. Take Anything that, else you'd like to do? Stupid worm. Um, no, I will just be standing there ready for, for more hand-to-hand combat as needed. Good, because that's exactly what's happening. The Grick attacks you with a 16. Okay, well, that hits. Barely, but it does. The secondary attack is a 13. So the beak does not get its follow-up attack. However, you do take nine points of damage. I am down. Splendorbelt slumps over his recently repaired bag. The Grick Hick with its tentacle attack. Grinkeeper is running off into the woods. Ko is nowhere to be seen, as far as we know, or at least the Grick knows. So the Grick will spend its movement and start dragging about 15 feet away the body of Splendorbelt, leaving his pack behind. <laughs> no. Ugh, that poor bag. Ko, you're up. All right. Ko, seeing his ally down, is going to move about 15 feet from bush to bush. As a bonus action, we'll take the the hide with a stealth of 18 to hide in that bush and fire another mysterious bush arrow in defense of our friend. That's a 24 to hit. Awesome. Oh, it's, is it with advantage, I guess I should say? Yes. I mean, we but might as well see if we get the 20, might, right? Yeah, might as well go higher if you can. Okay, no, we didn't. So, so 24 to hit? Mechanically, just for future reference, there can be an issue if a creature sees you move into an area and then go stealth there because you're obviously there. It's the same right. thing as if, you, if I went suddenly invisible and my chair didn't move, everyone would know I was still sitting in this chair. I'm invisible, but everyone knows where I am. So in order to make this advantage stealth attack, you would enter in the back of the bush and then sneak forward so your location changed, making it a surprise attack. I gotcha. Okay. Might uh, come up in the future if you go hide somewhere and it's very obvious you're behind that exact <laughs> gravestone or something like that. This is not your point. This is a role-playing game. It's not Splinter Spell. You know, that no one's going to be like, who is that? Hey, who turned out the turned lights? Turned out the lights. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So you make your attack. It is a very successful hit. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be an initial eight piercing damage from the arrow and two additional sneak attack damage. The arrow flies, pierces through Splendor Belt's back cloak, not hitting Splendor Belt, and straight into the Grick's mouth. It goes limp on top of Splendor Belt. It makes a sweet hole in my cloak. Yeah, so you were pinned to this creature. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's got a hole in it today. Splendorbelt uh, is, a, is a hearty man, but he now has some 600 pounds of Grick laying on top of him. That, uh, that'll be my turn for right now. All right. Grinkeeper, you have run... <laughs> a distance into the woods and are you looking back are you yeah she would she would do like the run bounce to turn back to see and then seeing splendor belt getting carried off she'd 
her eyes would go wide and she'd sneeze and she'd turn around and start running towards Splendor Belt. It's dusty. They're okay. Would you use a dash action for this or go halfway and do something else? No, she'd use the dash. Excellent. Well, you make it over to Splendor Belt. You have a bonus action if you've got anything in your repertoire for that. Nope. Oh, you were hanging out by him. Splendor Belt, roll your death saving throw. Okay. Let the fingers be crossed. Forget how this works. Hold on. How do I? Where do I roll? Oh, you just roll a ten, a ten sider. Oh, I thought it was built into this. All right. If it's not, that's fine. Here comes a d10. Oh, sorry. You have a twenty sider, and you're looking to get over ten. Oh, that's sorry. That I knew what you meant. Uh, I'm just trying to find it. Here we go. Roll. I just forget. There's the confirmation. Okay. A nine. All right, you receive one death mark. A failure. A failure, indeed. All right. Done. Jeez. The one below, the jerky Grick, has disappeared from you. <laughs> the jerky Grick. <laughs> Co, you are up. He's also, by the way, known as the Candle Grick as well. Mm-hmm. And the Vestments Grick and yeah. the Tinder Grick. May as well just call him the Dick Grick. Uh, just a side curiosity, I guess. Um, so the rope, has it fully cleared now, or is there still rope technically traveling up the side of this? We would be... Hill? Yeah, so we'd be at 30 feet this turn, so there's still 20 feet of magic rope hending off the edge, and then whatever, that would be another 50, so there's still 50 feet of normal rope below that. Okay, uh, as a command, I would have it untie from the normal rope. Okay, leaving that there at the bottom? Yeah. Cool. And let it continue to ascend and, and kind of coil up at the top. Um. The only other thing I would do, I'm not going to be able to heal. Uh, that's what these paladins and clerics are for. So I will just ready an action that if another Grick appears, I will take another shot at it. Sounds good. Then we'd be on Grinkeeper, who has taken position next to a Splendor Belt under the Grick. All right, she's going to grab him by his cape lapels and go... Wake up, Splendor Belt! And then slap him across the face and lay on hands for five healing. Oh, jeez. A healing so slap to your face. Okay. <laughs> I'll take uh, it. So you're up at five health. Okay. Up is a, a turn of phrase, though, of course, because you're under the Grick. All right, so I'm up, but under the Grick. Okay. Ko is keeping an eye out in nearby bush. You're not sure where he is. Uh, though bush arrows have been fired. Uh, that will hold for now. We'll leave combat turn order anyway, but you will have your action should you see something happen in the meantime. Okay. So Grinkeeper and Splendor Belt are standing out in the open above the sinkhole the ruins below you. Splendor Belt, you are now conscious. What do you do? I say, help me get off Snake Bird. And I'll say, I'll roll a, a strength check to see if b between me and 
uh, Kristen, we can't roll this thing off of me. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, for me, that's an ugh, it's eleven. What is your contribution, Grin Keeper, to this pushing of Grick? Uh, squatting to help the, with the momentum of it rolling it off. All right, let's roll a squat. <laughs> strength, right? Strength. Uh, it looks like you have higher athletics than strength, so you can use athletics for this. Thirteen. Thirteen? Well, it's more of a shuffle. It's more of a slide, really. Yeah, I've never squatted something like this before. You know, no, platform. no. But... Splendorbelt, you managed to elevate it at least an inch. Grinkeeper manages to push it, leaving a big ichor smear across your chest as this thing is pushed off via the wound of the bush arrow. And it slumps to your side. You are free of the Grick's mighty weight. Uh, Okay. I'll get up and start making you know, get my bag back, see if there's anything else laying around, try to salvage my stuff. I think we need to go, guys. We can get more stuff. But they at least need bag. Okay, grab bag, and then get out of here. Okay. I grab bag, I'll go grab bag. And you lead way. Where's, where is, uh, Cole? Somewhere in step these bushes. Out, step out of the bushes. Ah! There he is. Oh, he's in bush. I hate I hate when people hide in bush. But under circumstances, well, okay. Uh, it's okay. Just saved your life. Yes. I don't know what voice that is. That's not Ko's voice, but that's the voice that came out. <laughs> I saved your life. I have saved your life. Let's go. I talk like this now after hanging out in bushes. Run. <laughs> the accent gets reset whenever we go in a bush. Yeah. Yeah. Every time. Connery there. All right. So which way do we run? Uh, well, let's see. We came from... Uh, you came from the south here. Yeah. We did. I mean, I would want to run... Here, follow my laser. <laughs> I would want to run from where we are here. Hey, why didn't that work? Laser. So that we go... Back to the path. Skirt along the edge of the sinkhole and make it back to the path you entered from? Yeah. Anything else? I mean, that's the only—it's the only direction we have any kind of bearing on—is go that direction, right? Anything else that's to just put point. us in the weeds? Yeah, I agree. All right, would we set off? Are we doing this stealthily, quickly? What's the plan? Stealthily, uh, mechanically, you move at half speed. I would say quietly for sure. If that requires us to go stealthily, then yeah. I think we start quiet. We know there's. We already know there's one around. So let's not give it any reason to to think we're hanging around. Oh, I guess it's worth a note. I will retrieve my rope, which probably during this time has reached the top. I would yep, think. and coiled itself up nicely for you. Yep. Um, 
but uh, otherwise, I we know there's one around, at least one around. So I would say stealthily, at least until maybe we clear this area and get to the steps, and then maybe we can expedite it. Cool. Let's all roll a stealth check then. It's a 10 for me. Bad roll. Seven. Uh, an 18 for me. How's this wow. possible? Where did, yeah. that, where did that come from? I don't know. He lost a little bit of weight in the bag, you know? Things aren't shifting around the as candles. much. Those, those vestments yeah. were covered in bells. Oh, shit. I have to roll the disadvantage on stealth. Hold on. Oh, oh no. you got scale mail yeah, on. Yeah, I forgot. There's a big red D and everything, and I forgot. Hold on. Eh, 12. Still not terrible. Okay. Hey, you still beat out everybody else. Yeah. Including the rogue, so, you know, think about that. Yeah. <laughs> that makes no sense. Well, we start heading back along the edge of the sinkhole, stealthily. Now, this could just be moving quietly, you know, tiptoeing. How do you guys disguise your location? Do you walk along the edge nonchalantly? What's the... What's the stealth part of this stealth? A uh, grin keeper would totally be doing that like squat, quick walk run. You know, where you're kind of hunched over your back. Oh, is yeah, like you're down horizontal. low. Yeah, it's like Assassin's Creed down low, hold the, yeah. hold the A button. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But you're the- still able to move fast and launch into a dash if you need to. Yeah. Classic crouched movement. Perfect. Yeah. Splunderbell. Yeah, um, I would, I would try to keep pace, but I would hold both arms firmly down on my maces, which tend to make a lot of noise when I move, and I would be holding them down to try to minimize their sound. I like it. And yeah. Co. Uh, Co would be trying to keep you know minimal profile wherever he can between like bushes and stuff like that. Stay away from being too close to the lip to where. And kind of keep an eye over the edge, but anything that would be looking up right there wouldn't be able to see, you know, something peeking over the side or anything like that. Sounds good. Well, that's why we navigate out of the sinkholes area away from the ruins. We'll go ahead and take our break there. Nice. Uh, We'll be back in a moment, everybody. Stay tuned for more. There will be dungeons. (laughs) Everybody's returned. We're going to keep going. It's great. Okay, we're back. We're doing it again. Welcome back. Kyle, back to you. So you all begin sneaking with 10s, 7s, and 12s along the edge of the sinkhole ruins. You make your way past some trees, past the bush, skirting along, past the ramp that descended downward, back between the rocks that make up a small wall around the sinkhole to near the stairs. As you approach the stairs and the archways, you enter the ruins through originally. You see the small five-inch high dancing little walking bush that was on the shoulder of one veggie sticks and his little pile of sand and mud that he left behind. And there's no sign otherwise of veggie sticks anywhere. The keeper picks up the bush. Yeah, I was curious about the bush. It's just dancing. 
Yeah, it's just a little tiny, like a little bonsai, basically. About five inches high. Its roots are animated and free of the ground. And it kind of trundles about, never really leaving more than a six-inch area. I'm glad somebody grabbed it. Because that thing's too interesting to not. Grinkeeper puts it on her shoulder. It happily laces some roots into your chain mail and hangs out. This little thing's kind of cute. I have never seen anything like that, but I have to say it's kind of interesting. Think it has a name? If it does, I don't imagine it's going to be telling us. I think you could name it whatever you wanted. It's just Bush. Bush. Yeah, I like it. Hi, Bush. (laughs) Bush, speak. It rustles. Uh, I'm going to pick up a rock and throw it at it. Just a little one. Okay. No, no you won't. No, in, no intent to hurt it. Just, it's just to test it. Test it. So just a little pebble just to go like, you know, get a reaction. Grinkeeper's going to try and duck. <sighs> I mean, I wouldn't play. Let's see this. Let's see this. Yeah, throw, throw a rock. All right. Get us a dexterity attack. Dexterity? All right. <laughs> Five. The rock whizzes by. <laughs> with no real trajectory or any aim at all. Okay. The bush is safe for now. Navigating out of here, we have the direct stairs. We have the archways. Do you all make any special precautions or just get on the road and start moving? Grinkeeper uh, will stop and look back and then she'll look at the teammates. How is many? There, is there Do any you think you're in there? Is there anything about the area that's changed? Do we sense anything, uh, I don't know, any traps, anything laid behind us while we weren't looking? Changes since you were last here, maybe at max 30 minutes ago after exploring the bottom of the ruins. Yeah. It's just the small, what's left of the dirt diaper that one veggie sticks had made for himself and the bush that was sitting there dancing. Okay. About how long did it take us uh, travel time from drop off at the cart to get here? So you were dropped off around 11 and you hiked for about two and a half hours. So it'd be. So it'd now be one thirty in the afternoon about. All right. And the cart's supposed to be back at sundown. Correct. Dusk. So, so we don't have to be in a insane rush to get back but we also don't know if something's going to delay us right so a two minute two hours 30 minute travel time of hiking you have yourself about three hours before you'd have to be back or at least moving your way to the cart and the pickup To answer your question, I think there are a lot more Grix than we were led to believe. We only thought one. We've killed three. We know four. And I believe that I heard at least one more. 
I think we can safely tell them there are Gricks about. I say maybe we get a bit away from this place. Maybe take a rest and then proceed from there. Excellent. Co leads us forward and down the ramp, down the stairs. And as you descend, get to the bottom of the long stone stairs through the archways. You pass a bush, and the bush says, Hey. You guys okay? Oh, Bush, he talks. Is your name Bush? No, this is Veggie Sticks. You have the same name as that little man? No, I'm in a, I'm in a bush right here. You and you see a bush nearby shoulder. going, Shh. <laughs> Veggie Sticks, you're alive. A upper torso pops out. Completely bare. Yeah, but, uh... It ate the shirt off my back. What did? Well, I, I've got something embarrassed to tell you. Mm-hmm. Now there's a Grick in my woods. I think you better recount. We have fought and slain three. And we know of at least four. Okay, so there's a few Gricks in my woods. Wait, a few. No, 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 no. How many? Well, I may have overestimated my own powers of awareness when I said nothing happens in my woods without me knowing. A lot happens. I just try to keep the hippogriffs happy. And... I don't like adventurers because they want to kill my hippogriffs. So I was trying to impress you. I was being, I was, I lied. You know what you did is, could have been very dangerous for all of us. Well, I figured the traps would take care of them if there was any at all. Ah, so we did notice that um, some of these had been damaged in some way. I take it those are the traps you're speaking of. If they're coming out of the hole in the back, then, well, yeah, they've had to go through quite the gauntlet, if you know my meaning. There's a lot in that back cave. I've never gone further than maybe just the first room peeking around. I've never seen anything. I've never seen a body here? I've never seen a skull or anything but the wall markings. It's been desolate as far as I've ever known it. Do any of you have a spare coat? No, but I dump all sorts of shit back there. You can sew together, make coat. That would be dangerous. Well, if you don't mind, I don't mind. Let's get out of here. We can talk in my place. Okay. And he jumps from his bush butt naked. Gnome buttocks (laughs) facing you as he heads down the trail. All right. I'll follow him. 
Says little... He speeds you along. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. He's keeping keeping a bit of a hustle, and he makes his way down the trail to the the second set, now reversed, of course, being the first set of those trees with the three-foot-high faces in them, looking like old ladies, and he turns and starts to follow them. This way, this way, come on. My place is up here. He connects from tree to tree, following about 15 in total of these trees, and you make your way into a dense part of the woods. All the trees statistically have gone from five-foot squares to 10-foot squares. The trees have become much more ancient, much larger, much more redwoodish. And in the center of this mass of older trees is a massive, massive stump. And I'm going to reveal it on the mini-map now. You can see it above our previous location. You enter from the east. And he leads you around to the large stump and goes inside. Following him inside the stump, fashioned as a home, with enough covering anyway. The light still peeks through, but you'd think it'd be decent during a rain. You see a small bed, a small table he's crafted out of some other stump, a large basin of water at ground height, and a series of potted plants, all which are doing their own little dances and wiggles along a fashioned windowsill, which has been carved out of this stump. He immediately heads over to his bed, flips it up, reaching underneath his straw mattress that he's constructed, and starts digging around and pulls out an old-looking fur coat and throws it around himself. Grinkeeper will set the bush down with the other bushes. Ah, Brador, you made it back. Thank you for taking care of Brador. He was one of my favorites. But as you can see, he's got a lot of brothers and sisters. He's cute. I, they, they do well. They do well. They flourish here in these woods. Um, uh, please, make yourself at home. I uh, thank you all for, well, uh, surviving and clearing my conscience at least of something that would have gone on. I think you are going to have to be very careful if you ever decide to go back there. Yes. There are far more Greeks than you told us, but I think there might even be more than what we were able to see. Well, that's the thing. That old tunnel back there, that cave, it's all fashioned. It's all uh, work stone, some kind of dungeon. It must be coming out of there. I've never known anybody to even live in that ruin, uh, let alone uh, Grix exiting from the dungeon itself. That's really something. Can, uh, can I get you all anything while we uh, take a short rest here? How clean is things you'd give me? <laughs> you had clean? Uh, well, okay. There's no offense by what I say, but you stink and you're very dirty. So if you have things for us to eat or drink, it has to be clean. Well, I have several kinds of roots. A few berries I collected this morning. 
Some mushrooms I don't trust, but you could have at them if you choose. And I could wash them all in my basin over here, if that would please you. Okay. I'll get to washing. I try it. Please, sit at my table. And he heads outside to go fetch his various roots and berry bits, leaving you all alone in his home. Okay. Did you hear that, guys? There's a dungeon in the back of the ruins. We can't leave yet. Okay, but, uh... We could use rest. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I agree with that one. I have to agree with Splendor Belt on this one. We are not in any state to be going deep down into a dungeon ourselves. Look, we have done amazing. We should all be very proud of ourselves. We have slain three Gregs when we were only sent to confirm that there was at least one. And we have found many of these, as well as a dungeon. The guild should be very pleased with what we've done here today. But it's a dungeon. I mean, they could very well send us back to be the ones to investigate it, but... I mean, we didn't even manage to clear everything outside of the dungeon. I think it might be overreaching to try and take on the entire thing ourselves yet at this point. Something to aspire to. <laughs> One regrettable thing about the uh, interlaced combat system we have, I just saw that you made a short bow attack that didn't, uh, didn't actually exist. <laughs> Really? Yeah, I think you misclicked, and we were all alerted of a shirt. Oh, yeah, look at that. Unleashing. Yeah. You know, I... uh, (laughs) Baby steps with technology. Yeah. 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 Clicky click. Really? Yeah, I think you didn't... It doesn't show up on my... It doesn't show up on my list. Oh, Oh, it does on ours. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um... Anywho, you all are benefiting from a short rest right now. Oh, good. So make sure to add that to your character sheets. Veggie Six comes back in. He has several roots. Looks like he might have found some ginger of some kind, several beet-like objects, a couple of carrots, and plenty of leaves. He sets to work at the end of the table. I have a question for you, um, Veggie Sticks. Have you seen any of these symbols before? And I'll produce, uh, I don't remember what I wrote it on, but I remember I took the ash from the torch and used it to write out the symbols. Can't remember what I wrote it on, though. You said a piece of paper. I don't have a piece of paper. Okay. Let's say <laughs> then... 
Oh, I wrote it on the manual, the book. That's right. I wrote it okay, in the yeah. adventures book. Perfect, perfect. Uh, and I'll show him. I'll show him that. Oh, the yeah, the symbols in the back there. Um, I've seen something like it. There were some chests back in the ruins. Back in, well, past the first trap, anyway. That had some of those same symbols on it. Dungeon treasure? <laughs> Listen, if there's anything I can do to help, uh, I would like to avoid an adventuring battalion of sorts. I don't know how you organize yourselves. But invading my forest today or tomorrow, if possible. Sorry, did John just roll again? <laughs> no, we didn't roll anything. I'm going to show you this. I don't think you're doing it. I'm just trying to figure out what's wrong. This stuff's pretty early in the... And them letting people see each other's rolls. Wait, is it a six and a seven? I did roll that. That was my hit point dice for recovery. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're seeing your hit point dice recovery. Oh, okay. So that's all it is. I have two hit dice. I expended both of them so that I can be at max HP. Oh, the, that's, that's good. The sheets here are trying to tell us you're having a John Wick fight at the same time you're having this conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am. That's what I'm doing. I'm short resting. I hope other people are doing it, especially if they want to go running back in a dungeon real bad. What did we learn? Could we take them again if we saw them? We learned my Warhammer doesn't do anything. We learned they avoid magic. Well, Co, your arrows. They're bad at dexterity, or they're good at dexterity, says. I mean, they are... They are just as resistant to the arrows as they are to my weapons. It's not a case of... I have a feeling that these are... were already damaged. They were weaker than what we might encounter further in. I'm... Going to say that we might stand a better chance after the rest, but I've already lost two daggers. Splendor Belt has been bleeding items all over the floor. He tore a hole in my bag. He's not my fault. They are stupid, though. He opened bag, he dump all shit out, and he thinks, this is me. So he stays and pokes at me, but really he's, he is just playing with candle. And food. So we can use this stupid behavior to advantage. Listen, I know, I know it would be a big ask to have you all complete whatever it is you're supposed to be doing around here. Um... Then perhaps I could ask a favor. When you send in whatever forces that are going to come deal with this problem, can you please make sure they don't upset my hippogriffs? 
Were there were there hippogriff heads on the monster wall? Uh, there were not. Uh, I can tell you uh, the couple of items that are in there, and in fact, uh, Co grabbed a tentacle, carved off a tentacle of the beast that was crit. Yes. So you all would remember the gargoyle of Murray Keep, harpy feathers, gibbering mouther teeth, a holy symbol of the eye of Grumsh, a sea hag's shell necklace, butterfly style twig blight display. That means little pins in its hands and whatnot as it is put up on a board. A long pinned tongue of a bullywug and a ghoul's claw. Well, the more I think about it, the more I don't think I could sit with myself if someone else were sent into this mess. We at least now know what it's like to fight them. What if the guild sends in wood leaguers? You think others could handle the DD? He was, what, silver or something? I don't exactly know how it would work if we asked to do it ourselves. I mean... As it is, the mission was only to go and investigate, but maybe if we show up and say, look, we were very successful, we have a trophy to prove it, maybe they would be willing to send us back. But did it already got somebody who didn't go this deep in the forest. Veggie Six rolls out what is the equivalent of a three of a meal in survival check. It is basically a um, a cob salad made with roots and beets. And leaves. Thank you uh, for your hospitality. Uh, my pleasure. And he grins and you can see all the bits of beaten tooth decay that he has gathered over the years. You have, uh, raw potato. It's like a root. You have this? Uh, I am, uh, I'm aware of what a potato is, but, uh, I don't grow what doesn't come in the forest. That's not a forest plant. Okay. These will do then. Co like will begin casually sneaking picks at one of the rations in his bag <laughs> instead of the food in front of him. Roll a performance. And 18. You do so quite well. Uh, gesturing how good the food is as well. It's rather convincing. And Veggie Sticks nods approvingly uh, before heading out again. I just eat what he brought us. It's fine. You down it. It's fibrous and rough, but hey, you eat raw potatoes, so no big deal there. But it's not gross, right? Like, I'm not sensing anything. I'm not going to pay for this later. (laughs) You eat raw potatoes. (laughs) Yeah, but they're clean. You know, I I mean, for your person, it's all fine. You know, this would this would be the equivalent of like a maybe a rough cereal for the morning. For the rest of you, I mean, have you ever had an uncooked piece of ginger in your food? (laughs) The 
bit of a shock. Yeah. Uh, Poe isn't is. starting. He is going to not partake in the food. He will shuffle it around where it looks like it's been picked at. Sure. With your, your performance and all that, you managed to bury some nearby, perhaps, yeah. in the sand of the, the bottom of this house. So left to your own devices, it's time to make a decision. What is the party going to do? Are we going to report back? Are we going to make another move? I mean, we've hit diced our way to some normalcy. Um, I don't know. And this is, uh, table talk wise, this is entirely up to you all. It's more based on what you want your reputation to be. Currently, you have completed the quest. You were sent out to scout. You have scouted. And in some... We had a short rest there, so in about... Four and a half hours, there's going to be a cart ready to take you back to town. Do we have any way of knowing if that dungeon is a thing we could do before that? Before that time, you have no idea how deep it would go, what it would entail. There's one more cart in the morning, but otherwise, unknowns. Well, maybe we don't do the dungeon, but I think we at least owe it to the travelers to make sure no more innocent poachers get attacked by Greg. Yes, this is fine, and we mark it on map, make note, come back maybe other time. Perhaps our own job to find what is in dungeon, but not today Not is not that day. And we're agreed? Okay, I can support that. We will go back, try and take out the remaining critic. I will act as bait. All right, well, with your short rest done... You're ready to go. You stand up, start heading out. Veggie sticks over in a nearby bush, gathering more berries to sustain y'all. Well, uh, where where are y'all guys off to? We have decided to try and take out the remaining critic. We've had a moment to recon- recompose ourselves. Unless and- there are many more and you have not said. I I don't know. I didn't know there was any in the first place. I was just you, trying to be intense. The dungeon you talk about, how deep is it? I've only ever gone to the first room. Why only first room? What is what happens in first room? Well, the there were uh, spike traps that ejected out of the walls at me. And it scared me frankly, so I left. Does not bode well to have traps in first room. We are right to avoid. But hold on. If we don't know how many Gricks are outside, if there's more than one, we are screwed. All right. How about this? If more come out that we didn't count, we run away. Okay. I am good with that. Okay. I like these plans. Well, best of luck to you all. I'll be here. Take care uh, of Bush. Yeah, sure. Always. 
Thank you, Tree Sticks. We would see you at a different time. Uh huh. Yin Yang, you you all be safe now. He tends to his bushes. All right, so we're gonna head back. We're gonna head back into the woods, back, following the tree faces to the main path, and make our way back to the ruins. And we do so. Over the course of the next half hour, we make our way back on the map. You find yourself at the bottom of those staircases again. Grinkeeper is going to take at least a 20-foot lead and start banging on her shield with her hammer, being like, Oh, wow, back in these ruins again. I better go translate that stone. Maybe this time I'll remember my Elvish. Grinkeeper makes her way to the top of the staircase. I'll try along uh, behind. I'll follow, but trying to stay off, you know, the direct path and try and be as hidden as possible. Cool. You can make your stealth check. A 16. All right. Grinkeeper, you make your way to the top of the stairs. You are looking over the sinkhole with the ruins below. She'll look back to Splendorbelt and Co. and nod and keep up her weird little awkward walk. She's a terrible actress. Talking about how alone she is. And man, she's so glad she doesn't have a party slowing her down anymore. <laughs> Greenkeeper descends into the, the sinkhole, back into the ruins. Um... I'm going to stay up here at the top for a bit. Just kind of look down in there. Or I guess All right. it's here. Yeah. Well, if you want to be looking, then you might want to roll a perception check. Yeah, I do. Let's do that. Oh, that die moved weird. Uh, seven. <laughs> that was almost an 18, I swear. it. All right, you view over the sinkhole ruins and see nothing of note that you haven't seen before. Okay. Ko is gonna flank to the east, kind of staying with as much of a look down uh, at Greenkeeper as he can. Keep her within sight. Would you like to make a perception check? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> no. Oof. Oof. A two it is. <laughs> so Ko s- skirts along the top of the sinkhole. Splendorbelt stands at the entryway. Grinkeeper has made it down to that water reservoir there in the middle. Filled with a bit of black goo. That Splunderbelt pointed out before. Oh, I'm Green sorry. Keep- I, I would be in. I'd probably be, let's say, kind of around in this area, like circling within the within the basin, not staying up top. Gotcha. All right, Greenkeeper, you've made plenty of noise. Nothing has happened, and your party hasn't noticed anything. Cool. She's going to... To stop, 
kind of have like a, a visual aha. She remembers the arrows and she's convinced herself that the piercing, the soft stuff, did a lot more damage than the Warhammer did. So she's going to switch to a javelin, still have her shield up, and then continue on back toward where the tablet was. Cool. Grinkeeper makes her way back towards that temple-like area where you found the tablet in the first place in the carving. Follow along as well. Splinterbelt, what do you get up to? Well, not being able to really see what's going on. Uh, I'm going to move down. Oh, I don't know. Like there. Just kind of watching to keep my eye on stuff. Not really being stealth, stealthy or anything. Just keep my eyes, my eyes open. But what's the? Is it daytime? Is it night? What is? What's our light situation? Yes, as a sun cleric, you would know that it is three thirty in the afternoon. Okay, plenty of so light. So you guys would have to head out in half an hour right. in order to make the dusk pick up. Okay, I'll. Uh... Yeah, I'll just I'll sit there and just sort of keep an eye, keep an eye out. Yeah, I'd move up, continue to keep an eye on Greenkeeper. All right, Greenkeeper, where do you go? Uh, as she walks by the stones to go into that temple toward where the tablet is, she's gonna bang her javelin on the rocks. Just to see if any of them move like before and then go in. Okay. Splendor Belt, you are currently standing inside of a house by yourself. Shit. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> I forgot those were those. I'd be like there. Cool. Splendor Belt, with your passive perception, you hear that same clicking. coming from the upper right corner of this map back towards the hole. Um, Alright, well I would hear this and I would immediately get over here by these guys and say I hear this clicking noise from before, it's happening and I'd point in that direction. Cool. Grinkeeper will start walking in that direction with her javelin out. Okay, you start making your way towards the back cave. You make your way, weaving through the various ruins of buildings, the small chest-high walls. And you find the sinkhole reaches a back wall. And there's a very natural-looking cave entrance about 15 feet high. However, immediately through it, you see work stone. You see that two side rooms have been carved out of the limestone. You can still see the tool marks on the walls. And the ground has been shaped into stairs heading downwards. Where's the clicking? Can you hear it in the cave? Can I hear it? From your current point, no, there's nothing, there's no additional sounds being made. Okay. Well, I would head 
I'd be drawn closer to where Greenkeeper is to see if I can uh, hear anything. Not that I have super hearing or anything, but... Greenkeeper, you're at the entrance of the cave. The stairs before you heading downwards into darkness. Torch or light ball? I'm going in. Alright. I'm going to go ahead and cast uh, light on the light ball and throw it down behind me and hover along besides me. I'm just going to use my awesome eyes. All right. Grinkeeper, you enter the cave. She'll use her javelin to hit stone sporadically. Right, I'm going to move you guys over here to the next bit of the map. You'll see it on the far right of your screen. As I place you into the cave entrance. Before you, out about 15 feet on either side, you see a large bra- brazier. Which has nothing in it from your current point, but at some point may have held some sort of fire. The stairs head down and at the end of this tunnel, about 75 feet out, you see that it turns right. All right, the little guy said there were traps, yeah? Apparently. I think I would be probably the best candidate to check for them. And so, wanting the best look and knowing we're going to have to leave fairly soon anyway, if we want to make it back, I'm going to go ahead and use the charge to turn the light spell into daylight. And let's just illuminate this place like crazy. All right. You fill, you bathe the room in brightness. Make a perception check. Uh, 16. The light cascades, moving shadows as the orb follows you in. And you know something. A rock that ain't right. You're able to spot a Grick currently curled up, hiding its face among its large snake-like body, nearly invisible with the rock wall. I kind of point to my friends and point forward. Is it asleep or is it just, it looks like it's cowering? If you we, haven't seen this thing yet, but uh-huh. much like how a spider sits in the middle of its web still, it's definitely up to something. It's likely staged itself there. Okay. Grinkeeper old nod. All right, guys. Back up. And then she'll grab her javelin and throw it at the Grick and go, Hey, wake up. We're not done. (laughs) Make a ranged attack. (laughs) The planning stage has completed. It is 
a javelin throw. <laughs> 14. 14? All right, you hit. Give me some damage. Nine piercing damage. All right. You hit it for the piercing damage. It hits it, much as a stick might hit a wall, bouncing off, but dealing damage all the same. The Grick, realizing its hiding spot has been ruined, unfurls immediately and hisses. And you see bits of wax candle lined all the way around its beak. (laughs) Definitely got the right Grick. We enter initiative. Ko, you are up. Alright, Ko is going to uh, immediately take a position where he has a bead on it and fire an uh, arrow off at the, at the Grick. With a 14 to hit. That's a hit. And four piercing damage. Alright. Splendorbelt, you're up. All right, I'm going to use my crossbow and do a ranged attack. Cool. Uh, one second here. Wrong tab. There it is. Actions, crossbow light. Here we go. Oh, please. A natural one plus one, so a two. Natural one. Okay. Lame. You Uh, missed Grinkeeper. Really? The shot is just wide. (laughs) Wait, I missed Grinkeeper. Oh, was I? Well, you rolled a natural one. So there was a chance you were going to hit Grinkeeper. Got it. The Grick makes its move. It slithers immediately up around through the crack in the side around the brazier. I just got a bow on my mind with brazier. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's work stone, so it could really be anything you want to say. Slithers around and heads straight for Grinkeeper and opens up with an attack. It attacks with its waxy maw with an eight and misses. Grinkeeper, you're up. Uh, she pulls out her next javelin, javelin number two. <laughs> it's very scared of the javelin. Javelins, intimidating to Greg. Javelin number two is being prepared. We can advance to Ko in the meantime. Okay. Ko uh, will move to get a just a better shot at the Grick. So we'll just kind of move around this side and take another... Short bow shot. All right. Oh, that's a seven to hit. I don't think that's going to do it at all. That's a miss. All right. Uh, that's the turn. Splendor Belt. All right. Um, oh, I just saw the javelin hit come through. Javelin to hit misses. So Greenkeeper misses. Oh. Okay. Whoops. Um, I'm going to do... I'm going to take aim again, reload that frickin' crossbow of mine, and fire again. All right. Here it goes. (laughs) A six. 
What is going well, on? Well, no one else is in danger, at least. Uh, all right. I whiffed it. The Grick attacks Grinkeeper with a 15 versus AC. No way. Stay strong, everyone. We can do this. Which takes us into Grinkeeper's turn. He stabs wild with an eight. (laughs) (laughs) Go. Man, if anything has ever captured the early levels in like a Bioware game where a bunch of things just look at each other and miss, this this moment is doing it. Yep. A 13 to hit with the next arrow. Co misses as well. Splendor Belt, you're up. Oh my gosh. It can't it's be. Going quick at least. Okay. I'm, same thing. I'm doing it again. Six! <laughs> Yeah! It for a hot second hovered on 18 and then rolled. (laughs) So another whiff. Well, hey, you know what, y'all? I got a 13, which misses Grinkeeper. Wow. (laughs) Grinkeeper, you're back up. One of us is bound to hit! And then she goes for a stab. She's closed her eyes at this point. uh, 16. It's a hit. You hit it. Nice job. 11 piercing damage. All right. Go. All right, let's try this. Yay. Wait, what? It says 18. (laughs) It literally is showing me an 18 right now. But it it registers as a seven? Oh, my gosh. All right, well, it was a seven. According to this, it was a seven. All right. Nope, it's a miss. With all right, Splendor Belt. All right, this is that point in Vegas where I'm like, one of these has to hit, so I'm I was doing so it again. Excited, I was like, guys, I got an 18. I'm finally gonna hit something. A nine <laughs> is a miss. Damn it! <laughs> this is epic. Like music is going. Final boss yeah. levels. The piercing attacks are just bouncing off this creature. You're all hitting. It's just, it's not penetrating its armor. It scales. Well, I'm going to take that. And it gets a, a 13 versus Grinkeeper and misses as well. <laughs> we can do this. I'm strong. And 11. <laughs> Grinkeeper misses her attack. All right. Oh, wait, it's not my turn. Coast nope, it's coast. It is now. It yep, is your turn this now. Attack. All right. I'm going to get up on it. Right there. I'm going to move up and I'm going to swing my mace. And here comes. A 16 to hit. That's a hit. Hey, oh. hey we did it. Jeez. Yeah. All right. That gives me... Seven points of damage, bludgeoning. All right. You swing your bludgeoning mace into its chest, and it gives a... As it is hit upwards slightly, and then... And lets loose candles and jerky (laughs) and bits of old vestment bells, which spill onto the ground as it collapses. Wait, it throws those things up? You hit it in the stomach. <laughs> That's with fantastic. Your mace. 
The very hit that killed it. Oh my gosh, are you sure this isn't my dog? Because this is what my dog does. Eats all the human things and then throws them up later. Although I don't hit her, but anyway. We didn't hit it either, don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) We can use this as a tracker. So we spent 30 seconds doing nothing all together. (laughs) Dodging, weaving... <laughs> attempting to hit the Grick. Yeah. The Grick attempting to hit Grinkeeper, battering her shield, but ultimately not breaking through. And you fell the final Grick that you're aware of. Great. You, Is it like, uh, do, do we, how confident? Hmm. How, can we see, what do we see at the end of this cave? Anything? Like, does it go you down? See, it's a 15-foot-wide workstone hallway of sorts going downstairs into darkness. But with the dawn spell going the... Um, what's it called? What's the spell called? Daylight. Oh, daylight. Yeah. Daylight is active at the moment. You can see that there is a turn to the right starting a 10-foot hallway that continues on. And we have how much time until the uh, centaur comes back with this? Well... Right. Technically, that fight was only 30 seconds, but you feel like some time has passed. You've got about half an hour, 25 minutes before you would have to hit the road hiking. We should go back. To be on time for a ride back to town. This is this is tempting, but we can we cannot do it. We, could, we got there. Oops. I mean, we're here now. We can take a look around. Ugh. You really want to say that we went through all of this for nothing? Yes, but you say you this. You need to pick up your stuff. You say this, but you go around corner and four Grick pile up on top of each other to make themselves look like one giant Grick and then shoots us with laser eyes. We all lay down and we are dead or delayed. Like I promised, if there are more, we run. Alternatively, we could go around the corner and find treasure, gold. Yeah. All I'm saying is Veggie Sticks did say that he saw a treasure chest in this room. As well as traps, so do it very carefully. He has very low expectation. Veggie Stick. What the hell kind of name is this? I'm going to proceed forward very cautiously, keeping an eye out for anything that looks like it might be a trap. You advance. Do you uh, hug the walls? How how do you how does Co explore a new area? Well, he told me that the the spikes or whatever came out of the wall. Mm-hmm. So I would think that being in the middle would give me the most time to dodge should something go awry. Okay, so I'm probably and- gonna walk down the middle. Keeping an eye out for anything that I might step on that might trigger anything and just be ready at the first notice of noise to, you know, do a roll or something to uh, to evade. All right. So Co walking sideways down the stairs, being cautious and careful, advances down the hall. Uh, move yourself to the point where you would start trying to spy around the corner. Probably about there, right? Yeah, you could see the first inkling of your light cascading around. You have seen no pressure plates, 
Nothing of note. Okay. Take another step. Couple steps. Splinterbell would say, You are looking for traps, yes? Uh, I am, but I would recommend only following right where I was. I am not moving until you say the coast is clear. Take another step. You see around the corner an extended spear from the wall. Currently out. Oh. So it's been deployed already. Triggered. I think we might be okay. It looks like perhaps many of these traps have already gone off. Well, awesome. I think people start walking. <laughs> I mean, proceed with caution, but you know. Grinkeeper breezes right by you. <laughs> Grinkeeper. Just so careful, but in case there are Grick around the corner. Grinkeeper rounds the corner, and there is a Grick in her face. However, it's dead. Its tongue's hanging out of the side of its mouth. It's been pierced by at least 20 spike traps that have launched out of the walls. It is suspended in midair on these spikes. Down on the left side, however, you can see that many of the spikes have been broken. That the sticks that protruded with them have been busted off, leaving this Greek, uh, this Greek, impaled. But the other ones must have slithered around it. Beyond its pin self is more hallway, leading back in a right-hand turn to a new area. On the wall opposite you, facing you. You see one of the symbols from the etching outside, from the carving. It's the bottom one that looks like three lumps connected by a single line. I don't know what this means yet. I don't know if she would whisper that because she was a little scared, but she won't admit it. don't have much time. Do you think it would be better to continue our investigation here, or to try and maybe translate the tablet? Question. You guys go. I'll go do the tablet. We'll make lots of noise and run if we see other Grek. With these being the types to ambush, I really don't think we should be splitting up. Okay. Then we keep going. Alright, we're gonna keep going. Alright, Grinkeeper leads the way around the corner. You squeeze past the grit, the grick pinned to the wall. Co, as she makes her way down the hall, pardon that, accidentally spawned something. <laughs> I saw that and got real nervous like I did it. <laughs> as she makes her way down the hall, you notice something out in front of her. There is a sea of small holes all over the floor. 
the second you round that corner. I just reach out, hold. Oh, okay. You're gonna keep your staffs. And I'd move to see if uh move to see if I can see anything that might trigger anything in the immediate area. Okay, roll a perception check. A ten. You look at the floor, and it is just covered in all these small holes. You notice, with your perception check 10, that scattered among the floor are all these small needles, about an inch long, just laying about like pine needles, just all over, but they're small and metal. You also notice a button located on the wall here, about five feet from where the next hallway begins after that right turn. Right now you are looking at this, though. You're about 20 feet away, seeing the needles on the ground, seeing the holes, and you have stopped quite early. Uh, you said there was a lot of stuff scattered amongst the ground, a lot of debris. Um, is there something that looks like it could be of a decent heft that I could throw at the button? Well, you got a whole dead grick by you. But as for items that could, you, you want to throw it at the button? Yeah. Okay, there'd be some spearheads, some, uh, some from the spikes and the pieces of wood, but the heads of the spikes are metal. You could grab one of those that have been broken off. Yeah, let's chuck that at the at the button. See okay. what the button does. Make a ranged uh, dexterity attack. I did it as a short bow, but yeah, 15 to hit. Cool. You hit the button, and you hear a of clicking, a mechanical clicking. It clicks once, twice, ultimately clicks six times each with a second apart. And then something... Kunk. What do you think it means? Well, the problem is I don't know if I disabled it or enabled it. And obviously it is already fired, so I don't even really know if it is able to shoot again. Maybe we could push a part of our buddy here on top of it. See what happens. Cole pull out his short sword and start hacking at the back part of the Grick. Something that wouldn't take too long to get through. But get himself like a piece of the tail or something like that that he could roll out over the top of these this section. Okay. So you start carving Grick. And much like the tentacle, it's going to take a while. I mean, this thing is quite resilient to your basic weaponry. But you're starting to <laughs> carve some Grick. Some Grick tail. Does anyone do anything in the meantime? 
A uh, grinkeeper would grab one end and pull it so that it would separate, hopefully make it easier to cut through. So you aid. Perfect. Splendor belt. I just watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I would not participate unless directly asked in that particular activity. Well, it seems to make some pretty short work through the meat once you're through the scales themselves, but then comes the bone and you spend about 10 minutes getting this hefting piece of tail carved off of the grick. But you have it now. All right. Going to roll it out over the section that has the holes in the floors. All right. You roll it, and as it is kind of cone shape, it rolls in that sort of sideways way it does. But you position it so it kind of rolls around the corner. And as the tail starts rolling, all got to be at least 50 pounds of this thing get going. Grinkeeper helps you roll it. You hear. <laughs> and as it rolls over each one of those little dots, a pin shoots up out of the ground and this thing pin cushions eventually as a stop, as it stops because it's got pins in the other side of it and sort of rolls back and forth settling. Yikes. All right. Well, that's used up a good chunk of the time we have. I think we need to decide. Are we going to continue or are we going to go back? (laughs) I say back. I already said back, but you change, you know, uh, group effort. We decide together. Well, perhaps we should put it to a vote then. <laughs> We've got what, about 15 minutes before about we need 15, to head back? Yeah. I will be back in the morning, too. Greenkeeper's off for going. Co pulls out the, the rope, the Sultan Sash of Climbing, and throws it out as far down this hallway as he can with just a throw. Uh, letting it uncoil as it goes. And then he's going to command it to raise about halfway up the floor and just hold like a steady line across to his own hands. So you are currently in the hallway with the spear trap that pierced the grick. Right. Did you want to go to the end of the hall and throw the rope down that, or are you throwing the oh, rope? Oh, where do the where do the little dots appear? Are they? I was picturing them right in front of us. Here is it not here? No, here'd be the dots. You guys haven't explored down this far yet. You're currently hanging out by the Pierce Grick. Okay, so in that case, I would be, I would be as close as I could before getting there, and I would be throwing the rope that away because that's the way i'm seeing the the holes go right correct okay so i'd be throwing the rope that way with the same command to travel oh do i see that (laughs) yep (laughs) you see another grick as you look around the corner but this one has been thoroughly pin cushioned by the needles it is laying dead on the ground so the goal is to have the rope 
form a tight line from me to the to as far back as I can see. Without anything to secure it to, the rope would be unable to fulfill your request. What was that right. clicking noise, well, though? Then how about we secure it to the brick? Those okay. Like 600 pounds, right? Yeah. So you right. want it to tie around, so it slithers out and ties around the grick. Yep. And you're going to pull it tight. I'm going to pull it tight. Okay, what then do you do? Um, Splendorbelt, would you be so kind as to let me borrow your shield? He's okay. No, grab it. Pull it off. Hand it to him. Okay. I'm going to put it on the ground facing down. And I'm going to pull surf my way across to the Grick body. <laughs> okay. And on this end, you're going to get Splendor Belt or Grinkeeper to hold it tight for you? Uh, no, I'm just going to be coiling it up to myself. Oh, I see. Okay. That's yeah. kind of a one-way trip. Right? Like yeah, you, we don't have long. Okay. So, figure I'll scout. Okay. See what I see. Plus, anything that's going to shoot through the floor will hit your shield. That's the plan, anyway. Right. The shield should withstand that. That's just arrows or whatever they are. Darts. All right. All right. Let's make a acrobatics for balancing on a shield while pulling yourself. Oh, great. It's a seven. <laughs> <laughs> you rolled a two? I rolled a two. All right. It's an awesome idea. It starts out all right. Start pulling yourself along. You know, the shield's kind of doing that. But you basically gotten yourself one of those, you know, Walgreens level sleds. Just a disc under your feet. <laughs> Walgreens and you sleds slip. are the worst. And as your butt hits the floor. The size of your buttocks, though it might be, you know, medium-sized creature, activates every hole it hits. (laughs) You take 11 points of damage. Five of that is piercing, 11 is poison. And or wait, sorry, five is piercing, six is poison, total of eleven, and you are poisoned. You have the poison state condition. Disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. Great, I needed that because I'm rolling so well. Uh, all right. After being pressed in, however, while you do have many pins in your butt, it does not dispense more. Is not continuing to fire. And in a sense, you are uh, toothpicked to the ground. Standing up absolutely straight would allow you to remove those sticks pinning you there. With as much uh, dignity as he can muster, Ko stands and begins pulling pins from his behind. Turns around. Gingerly picks up the shield. Heads back to his friends. I think I'm ready to go. Hold that thought, Co. And Grinkeeper will pat his shoulder 
and use five of her land hands points to cure him of the poison. Oh, very cool. So you are now out of lay on hands points for the day, but you can spend five to cure a disease or neutralize a poison. And she's done oh, just so that. that's not five HP back. That's five to neutralize poison. Exactly. Hold on. Let me get rid of that. All right. Thank you. It's, uh, I definitely feel better. I am still ready to go. All right, so in theory, we could go that direction, right? Because he's cleared out all the spikes? Or are we well, leaving? If, if that's how it worked, the roll in the meat would have cleared out the spikes. Oh, right. No, yeah, it wouldn't work that way, would it? But what about that button on the wall? I mean, we could press it again, but that could arm it again. I think I've got an idea. Hit that button, and Grinkeeper's going to get in that running. <laughs> so I, I think I misunderstood the layout. I didn't have to throw anything to hit that button. I could just actually hit that button normally, right? Right, but we were all crowded back by the uh, pinned Grick at the time. Okay, I'm going to hit the button. All right, you walk over and hit the button. The clicking starts. All right, Grinkeeper's going to take off. <laughs> take off where? Down the hallway. All right. Grinkeeper runs down the hall. Until she doesn't see those little spots on the floor anymore. You use your dash action to move 60 feet, covering the length of the hall and just enough to get around the corner. And as the final kunk happens... There were no needles that attacked you. Only the penitent lady shall pass. Ooh! Oh my god. However, roll in acrobatics. <laughs> That's always oh. wrecking. <laughs> oh, jeez. 21, you manage to stop yourself and catch your balance as you circle your hands on the edge of a great pit. A 10-foot-wide pit is in front of you. With a 5-foot ledge beyond that, another 10-foot pit, another 5-foot ledge beyond that, and then another 10-foot pit going down this hall. You need Nash panties for this. The official line, Nash panties. (laughs) All right, guys. Are we going to keep going or not? Grinkeeper leans around the edge of the wall, you know, can see you at the end of the hall where she just ran down through the floor lined with all the holes without without incident. I think I would prefer to turn back. Do you want me to push the button again? (laughs) (sighs) <sighs> oh, okay. All right. Grinkeeper, as you catch your breath with your passive perception of 10, which isn't a ton, but enough to see two buttons in front of you as well. 
Like going the direction of the pits? There's two buttons where she currently stands, immediately to her left on the wall. Oh, all right, she'll close her eyes and she'll pu- push both of them at the same time. <laughs> you push both at the same time. Next to you, the pit closes up. Two stone slats swing up from the sides, and it's no longer an open 10-foot pit. Well, 10-foot long pit. You don't have no idea how deep it is. You press the other button at the same time and you hear the click, 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 going to six, and then another kukunk. Some Tomb Raider shit going on here. That was the delayed sound of the the pit closing. Oh, yeah, the stone. I got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah. It took a while for me to find it. Okay, hit the button again. I'll come back. All right, Cole, hit the button again. All right. Grinkeeper dashes. Grinkeeper takes off running. Notices a small room that she runs by. Oh. Takes off running. Oh, okay. She'll reach the end with Cole. She'll go, hold on. Hit it one more time. (laughs) (laughs) Promise I'm almost done. Cole hits the button again. Grinkeeper will run back in and then into the room. (laughs) Stop in the archway. She won't enter the room quite yet. All right. Grinkeeper runs halfway now, entering a small alcove where there is a stone door and a button in front of you. She'll take a deep breath, close her eyes, and push the button. You push the button, and the door raises. And beyond is a small... 20 by 15 foot room. I guess that's actually pretty size. I mean, this is the size of a studio apartment, so maybe I shouldn't call it small. A decently sized room that someone in the city would be happy to have. And in it is a number of very old, rusted metal bars. Looking at it, it looks as though a sort of old armory like there might be spears mounted against the walls. That there might have been swords and shields hanging from the various hooks. There may have been helmets on display in these small cabinets and benches, all made of stone, all carved into the limestone itself. And against the back wall, which I will mark with this purple mark, you see a stone chest about three foot wide, Two feet long, with a solid stone cap on top. I I think I found some treasure. She'll call back. I don't know if it's worth it. How much time do we have? Got about ten minutes. Ten is all. Oh, geez. We have about 10 minutes. All these uh, time instructions are coming from Splendor Belt, by the way, being a sun cleric. He's got a great (laughs) sense of time. Yeah. I I might need some help with this. 
if we want it. I really don't think it's going anywhere. As he pulls more pins from his buttocks. Yeah. <laughs> Grinkeeper. Knowing, ten, hearing the 10 minutes, she'll bounce, she'll bounce again, and she'll start bouncing and looking back and looking at the chest and looking back and looking at the chest. How heavy is she estimating the lid to be? So you got a stone lid? Uh, you've worked out enough to know something about that size is going to weigh... About 33 pounds, so not horrible. It's more about the grasping of it that can be so difficult. Yeah, gotcha. Um, how much time might it take? To to get that thrown off? It depends if you want to sa- salvage the chest or not. If you're trying to be ginger and keep it you know, no, intact. No. Well, I mean, you could just lift it and throw it and let whatever may happen when it hits the floor. Okay, she's going to... She's going to sadly take her Warhammer. She's going to kiss it. She's going to lean it up tall-wise against where the door would shut if it started shutting. And then she's going to bounce, and she's going to get ready, and she's going to run in, throw the lid, see what's in, maybe grab something if it's cool, and then get out grabbing her Warhammer. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So the Warhammer is being used to catch the door should it be reactionary. To the opening of the box. Yes. All right, make an athletics check. Fourteen. Fourteen? You strain, and you do manage to squeeze off the top of the box. The stone falls to the side, chips rather dramatically, and settles. You all back in the hallway some ways away, hear a... And then... Gung, 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 gung of this thing hitting the ground. I hope she is knowing what she is doing. As you mentioned, you grab the contents without really looking at them and run for the door. In anticipation hearing the sound, I'll press the button again. All right, Grinkeeper grabs her Warhammer and comes hauling butt around the corner, holding a small object. Got it. Okay. Thank you. I don't know what it is, but I guess it's time to go, yeah? It is definitely time to go, but I'm pleased you managed to get it. I'm simply not in the mood to have anything pierce my ass. She has in her hand a small object. Looks like the hilt of a sword. It has some runic language along that hilt. Seems to be made of a stone, perhaps a metal, maybe a mixture of both, if that can be a thing. No blade attached to it, just a hilt? Just a hilt. Hmm. Well... I would tell everyone that we got to get the H out of there so that we can we can talk about her health when we get to to the carriage. 
We have a ways ways to travel, so we may as well save it for that. Fair enough. Let's go. All right. You guys exit the dungeon. Heading back out into the ruins. Is there anything you want to do in the ruins before you leave? Not that I can think of. There's no time for translating. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if we have an easy way to carry a massive tablet that's going to weigh what it's going to weigh. We. That's fair. We hit the road. We start hiking. And your travel is without a vent. You make your way back. You actually did, uh, by hook and crook, by strange happenstance, Splendor Belt bushwhacked behind you all with his maces, which made no sense at the time. But now in returning, your path is actually cleared, and you avoid the hypocrites without incident. Seems Splendor Belt was rather smart about that. Mm-hmm. Two hours and a half pass, and you make your way back to the road. And just as you see it, the sun is setting. The sky is a deep purple, about to turn night. And a centaur waits for you with a cart. Well, I I didn't frankly think you all were going to make it. Very good. Y'all look a little uh, disturbed, if I may say so. It has been a long day. Well, long days are good days, what I say, as long as you're alive at the end of it. Hop on in, I'm already strapped in, so please don't mind the lack of, uh, well, uh, courtesy and climbing in the cart there. But I want to get going away from this here forest before nightfall proper. All right, we'll load in. Co climbs in the cart and tries to find a way to lay himself to where his butt is not resting on the seat. Uh, face down, then, perhaps? <laughs> like like kneeling in the bed with his top leaning against the cart, kind of bouncing as it goes. You need one of those donuts that people get when they get their they break their tailbone. We didn't find one of those. <laughs> hmm. An ancient runic donut. <laughs> the runic donut. <laughs> Is this offered in character by Splendor Belt? What, the donut thing? <laughs> yeah. No, because I don't have anything. Like okay. Uh, the the irony is not lost on Ko that uh, Splendor Belt is enjoying this somewhat when he could heal him. Oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it goes unnoticed as the cart heads back to town. <laughs> or at least unsaid by Ko. This uh, party of healers, just chock full of healing. Well, technically, Grinkeeper has spent all their healing for the day. Okay. Unless they have additional spells, which they might. Nope, cure the poison. That's right. All right. You all make it back into town. And at Itmer, you pull in to the Dungeon Guild. And are let loose off the cart. And Aegis the centaur pulls it around the side, taking it back behind the dungeon guild where clearly he must store these things. Alright, well, I don't know why I'm Scottish now. Uh, so, I think we need to 
check in these items, let them know we have seen and fought and killed Grix, and then please let us call it a day. Okay. <laughs> you enter the dungeon guild to do just that. You turn in your items for their sentience check. Uh, this would be just the hilt you found, right? Was there anything else discovered today? I don't think so. Lost a lot no. of stuff. Co, do you give them the depiction you made of what you saw on the wall? Yeah, I would share that with them. Okay. And then obviously turn over the Grick trophy and let them know how many we fought and killed. Cassius is there to receive you. He takes the hilt, nods in appreciation, and puts it behind him for inspection later. Takes the bit of tentacle from the Grick and says, Well, that's quite impressive. You all have done a bit above your pay grade here, I'd say. The only job was to scout these sort of enemies in the forest, but it seems you've slain. Uh, how many did you say? Four. Four. Four Gricks by three woods. Not bad. Not bad at all. Most interesting we, indeed. And we don't made want to go twice. We want call. to go one time, take care of it, and come home. These two times is for birds. Two times what? Going to place twice once to scout, and then later go back to kill. Why not do all at once? Well, as I told you before you left, Silver Leagues are very expensive. So we do use Wood Leagues to do the scouting. Uh, no slang was intended on our part. That was all you. But we very much thank you for it. Now, with the... Excuse me, what did you find in the back? Uh. Dungeon? Yes, with the dungeon discovered. We will be sure to put in a work order with those of higher level to make sure that that dungeon is completed. Unless, of course, you would like to stake claim on it. We can stake claims? I think we definitely would. Oh, uh, yes. You did discover the dungeon, so it is yours to explore, of course, if you feel it won't be too dangerous for you. No. No, we can do it. Well... We will be sure to put in that request for you. However, if there is additional attacks, you will understand if we advance it to Silver Leagues before that time. Mm -hmm. John saw that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Sorry. Un understood. Sorry, Scott's getting attacked by <laughs> I got wha I whacked myself in the face with my microphone. <laughs> It's been a hazardous day for it's in everyone. A new, it's in a new place, so it's a little... I'm not used to it yet. I keep hitting it. This is most impressive indeed. I will put in your suggestion a request for a promotion with Selenar. Does that sound good to you all? Yes. Y yes. Yes. I don't suppose the sling of these creatures comes with any sort of bonus. Oh, I'm afraid it was only a scouting quest, so that was on you. And that was a, a freebie, if you will. 
Coach he makes and just stares daggers into Grinkeeper. You may Grinkeeper want to make sure. smiles awkwardly. Clearly, she's starting to sweat a bit. She doesn't really make eye contact. You are paid based on the quest, not the performance you perform on it. In fact, uh, if you were to scout it from afar and never interact with it, you still would have been paid the same. We want to make sure our wood leagues are kept very safe, of course. There are many menial jobs that we need them for. We like when they survive, you see. However, if your request at the guild is advanced and you are promoted to bronze, well, then you will have access to many more, more dangerous quests. And I assure you, those will pay quite better. Grinkeeper will immediately start going, eh? Yeah? Yeah. To go. It'll also get rid of that... Still dead, dead face just staring at her. It'll also get rid of that a pesky limitation on the quests you can accept per week. Oh, and I'm so sorry to say that with three quests done, you will be off for the rest of the week, of course. We do want to make sure our wood leagues don't overextend themselves. We are, of course, very, very impressed. Three quests in three days. Very impressive. For a new group, too. Well, we'll certainly have our eyes on you, hmm? We are happy to get paid. Speaking of which. Of course. Allow me to pay you. Cassius dispenses the funds. And we will work that in with the XP we do after the fact. For now, let's uh, let's deal with the particulars. You have done three quests in three days and you've reached your quota as a wood league. Or as, as far as you can go anyway, your limitations. What would you do with four days off? Oh, man. You got some jingle in your pocket. You got some gold now. There is a temple of Palor in town that would happily accept any sort of work to be done by clerics and paladins. Of course, it'd be rather menial tasks like healing the sick and boring things like that. Yeah, I'd do that, though. That would be a thing I'd spend time with. So, no, right? Yeah, I'd go. I'd go. If we had four full days, I would just go dedicate myself to that. Eat there, sleep there, uh, do whatever was needed. Very good. I will throw a map with some location names on it that you can enjoy. Uh, There are also several shops we can shop at, but we'll take care of that all next time when we regain in that four-day time. Oh, yeah, look at that. That looks good. Check out this town, everybody. Look at that. Same for you, Grinkeeper. Do you go... Help at the local Paylor church, or what do you get up to? Oh, no, she's going to go shopping and to be decided what she's going to get, but she's going to upgrade her stuff, and then she's going to keep working out and start spreading their tales about how awesome their group is and how they're just going to close all the dungeons. Okay, all right. Uh, before we, we end for the day, hit me with that performance check. What do you, what do you spread around the local bars, What's the word in town? How well is it perceived? The 19. That, that's damn good. What's your what's your plus to the performance? Two? Okay. So, Two. so some luck involved, certainly, but you managed to talk to the right people. You managed to impress. You even get a... When you're describing it at the local tavern, or at least here at the Dungeon Guild, in one of your many panicked morning breakfasts, 
you say it in a sort of sing-songy way. The phrase rhymes. And one of the local bards picks it up. And starts using that in a line in their local songs that they sing that week. And the name of our little group, whatever it may be, might be something worth deciding what you guys call yourselves. Starts getting spread around. At the very least, Grinkeeper and Companions felled four gricks that day is the first line of the song. It's a catchy little tune. And Go, what all, do you get up to? Have we all heard the tune yet or no? It's still spreading around. Okay. Maybe it'll play next time we're in the Dungeon Guild. Okay, good. I cannot wait for my character to be annoyed with that we are co- and companions. We are basically Professor and Marianne in this scenario, and I'm loving it. Uh, Co would probably spend the four days a little more um, keeping up appearances for his family. He'd spend it with his family, with his daughter, um, continuing to sell the myth that he is an aristocrat in high society, so to speak. Um, And beyond that, I'm not sure. But that would be the start of it. That would be the primary focus. Awesome. Well, that's all stuff we can work on offline, talking about what you do over those four days. There's also going to be a little bit where you guys reach level three here, because you've certainly amassed enough XP, and I'll be sure to get that to you as well. I'm just grabbing the amount you get paid here, which is 180 gold altogether. So you can split that into 60 each. After all, it was just a simple quest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a a simple quest. Look at a creature quest. Sorry, did you say 60? You did. Yep. Okay. Where's my mail? Oh, yeah. There's also quite a bit to do with level three, as it's often when you guys pick your specializations. So I will talk to you guys offline about that, and we'll definitely be role playing a bit of that come next episode. Nice. But for now, we end. Nice. Well done, everybody. We got back. We made it. Nobody died. And we got a weird lightsaber hilt thing. Someone in the chat called it a... Hold on. Sunblade. Can you confirm or deny that that is a sunblade? I can confirm <laughs> nor deny. Okay. We, do, we just aren't going to tell you, folks. It might be. You never know. But until next time... You'll, you just won't know. That's just the deal. <laughs> We're not going to tell you anything until we tell you. So come back then and be a part of the show and find out for yourselves what that thing is and what happens with level three and the next phase of our story. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you have not yet done so, check out our Dungeons Plus membership over at therewillbedungeons.com. Consider signing up for it because it's a great way to get benefits and rewards that you can't get any, in any other way. That, again, is over at therewillbedungeons.com. Big thanks to everybody who already does. It's going to do it for us. For me, for Kyle, for Kristen, for John. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.